0: man it's great to have you here we are in the christmas season and uh just a few days left until christmas we're in a series here called simple christmas you're like mine does not feel simple right now tim and uh i hear you so uh hey here's our garland update you know what I'm talking about? For those of you who were here last week, we talked a little bit about the garland fiasco we had going on at our house trying to hang it. And uh, so we got home, we were pulling up, and we were like, man, this will be interesting to see what state it's in after telling the body all about it. And uh pulled up to the house, and it was in one giant clump on the ground, just laying there. I'm like, we look useless, man. So I pulled in and after we ended up having lunch, we uh, sat down and chatted about the plan and I got on the web to figure out how to really hold that bad boy up. And I ended up buying one of those things that's called a single door garland hanger because it's to hang garland in a single door width. That's well named, isn't it? You love when they name it exactly what it is, you know? They could have named it some fancy name like the wow. And you're like, what's it do? You know? So this thing is named exactly what it does. You uh, take this piece of metal and it sets between the door and then you tighten it up and it cranks into place and holds there. And then you could hang a small child on it and it won't come down. So uh, we've hung our garland on that and things are looking good now. And uh, let's just say the garland is remaining in place. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's what we're talking about today. Remaining how in the world do we remain in the midst of a busy season and all this stuff going on and all the distractions and maybe even all the hurts how do i remain in him and uh, if a simple christmas is what we're going after last week was refocus this week is remain all right so turn with me if you will to uh, matthew chapter 2 starting in verse 1 matthew 2 Starting in verse 1, and we are going to learn to remain a little bit today. So if you need a Bible, raise your hand. We got ushers coming forward. They'll have Bibles in their hands. If you need a Bible, just raise your hand. They'll get one to you, all right? Matthew 2, starting in verse 1. So our first step, remain at his feet and be amazed. Remain at his feet and be amazed. Simple, right? Just spend some time with him. Be blown away by him. Remain at his feet and be amazed. Starting in chapter 2, verse 1, it says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came. Behold, wise men from the east came. And just so you know, when you see the word behold, uh, that literally means check it out. And uh, behold, what does it mean? It means check it out. So anytime you're reading scripture and you see the word behold, just stop and say to yourself, okay, check it out. Like, what is it that comes next? That's supposed to be so awesome here. All right. So, uh, as I say the word behold, you're going to say, all right, get ready. Here we go. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the King behold, that's right. Wise men from the East came to Jerusalem. Just so you know, that was not a big deal. Yeah. Wise men from the East came a lot of times they traveled in and out all over the place. That wasn't the big deal. Here was the big deal. What comes next saying? Okay. And in the original language, this is in the ongoing nonstop ING form. They were going all over the place with this following phrase. Where is he who has been born King of the Jews? That was the big deal. They're coming in and out of the cities and they're like, where is he? Hey, do you know where the one who was born king of the Jews is? And They're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Fine. Where, where is he? Have you heard? Where's the one who was born king of the Jews? Do you know where he is? And everybody's getting stirred. King? Jews? For us? Where? Big deal. Everybody was getting stirred about the hope That these men were bringing as the wise men from the east came. It says, where is he who was born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose. And we have come to worship him. We have come to worship him. Like I don't understand exactly what these guys understood. And even doing a bunch of checking into it. I'm just telling you they did think this guy was a man. But they were coming to worship the man now if you look at the original language word the word worship there It literally means to bow to one knee and kiss the ring of It literally means to do this It's like we came to do this To bow and kiss his ring And uh, that was what we now call worship It became the metaphorical word that we use to bow before our king jesus christ And uh, they came to honor him as king of the jews. That's what they came to do To worship Him. And so how much more did they understand about who Jesus was? Not clear, but they knew this. A star was coming. A star was coming. And, and uh, who are these guys from the East? Well, we've heard this phrase before, right? The Magi. Right. We've heard that word. And in fact, that's where we get the word magician. And and uh, so we use that word. It means to do things that are kind of beyond the natural at some level. These guys had various interests, these magi. They were priestly, uh, but they were political in nature. They were strong leaders in their community. OK. And uh, they were leaders for sure. They were interested in math and science and astronomy. Some of you are like, man, they are not like me, right? But that's what they were interested in. They checked into the math and science and astronomy. And in fact, even astrology, the stars and what was going on and the sciences and the math, and they tied history together with the stars. And they tried to make sense out of some of what God was doing. Uh, Here's an interesting fact. The Magi, the uh, wise men from the East, they believed in a monotheistic God, one God. They were looking for the one God and trying to honor the one God in the midst of it. And uh, it's not really clear what they thought of Jesus. Uh, not real clear what they were saying of it, but I'll tell you this. Somehow, God chose to work with these men and reveal to them. And they heard that revealing and understood it. So there was something going on, man. They were connected to God Almighty and he was revealing to them part of his mighty work and huge things were taking place with these uh wise men from the east and uh what an awesome moment that had to be to be in that town and community as these very well to do strong leaders uh influencers of a sort were coming in looking for the king and it says right after it when herod heard when herod the king heard this he was troubled do you think Like his kingdom, his arena is now in risk, right? What do you mean he's king of the Jews? What does that say about what I'm in charge of? And what's going to go down? And have you ever heard this phrase? Uh, When mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Have You ever heard that phrase? Yeah, listen to this. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. Right? And uh, when mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. I'm just telling you, Herod, he was known for killing his own family when he thought that his throne was at risk. Herod, this is a vicious, vicious, selfish man. And when he gets troubled, the entire community starts wringing their hands in nervousness, okay? That's what's going on. The response to Jesus Christ, the king has come, was not some big hallelujah celebration. That was by a few. By the most, they were threatened and concerned, and then concerned about those who were threatened. You know what I'm saying? It was a nervous time. And uh, it says, And assembling the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. Where is this king? You people work for me. Tell me where he is. Why have you not informed me? And I have to hear from someone else. Where is this king? notice their answer they're not like well uh, we're not really sure you know they're not like i don't know i mean i could take a guess or two right it says no they told him in bethlehem of judea for it is written i love that like these guys know when to go to the word and what the word brings as promise and they absolutely understand that there is a foretelling of the king coming To Bethlehem. And then they quote Micah 5.2. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people, Israel. They're like, this is him. This is what's going on. Bethlehem. And um, huge, huge moment as uh, the revealing of Jesus Christ and who he was, was now coming out. And, um, and have you ever known someone where, when you're talking to them, they try to make it look like they're on your side and they're going along with you, you know, they seem really sincere in what they're saying and supportive. And you're just like, not sure if you can buy what they're saying. You know what I'm saying? Okay, here we go. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared ascertained from them like it doesn't really say how that goes down but it probably looks something like this so help me understand you guys you've been traveling quite a while when did you exactly see that star write this down right he's trying to get the information out of them without making them nervous or afraid themselves and uh so he's trying to ascertain from them what time the star had appeared and he sent them to Bethlehem. He sent them, how gracious, right? They don't work for him. They don't report to him. He sent them, are you kidding? They're on the mission, they came. and uh, But he felt like he had to be in charge of the place, right? He sent them uh, to Bethlehem saying, go and search diligently for the child. And what, can't you just hear his tone of voice? Uh, search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, Bring me word that I too may come and worship him. Yeah, sure. That's what you want to do. Oh yeah, sure. I get it, right? When we read through the scripture, don't read so fast that you start missing the subtle details. I'm just telling you, there is a huge unfolding of his wickedness and his untrustworthiness as he's beginning to ascertain Try to take control promising that he himself will go bow and kiss the ring of another king Yeah, sure Right and I just didn't settle well with these guys in the first place And then they get even more help along the way with that in just a little bit Uh, He sent them away that I too may come and worship and he says after listening to the king They went on their way. I love that Uh, It doesn't actually say they obeyed him after listening, they're like, dude, we are out of here. Let's go. Right. They're on their way and they're moving. And there is no statement that they're sitting under him at this point. It says, and behold, man, you guys dropped the ball on that one. (laughs) Get ready. And behold. All right. Always. When you see the word behold, get ready to say, check it out. Uh, And behold, why not keep doing it? Here we go. The star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. They literally saw this star that they were following move and stop and settle. All right? And uh, what star is this? And uh, we don't know. And uh, some have guessed and some have thoughts and I'm not even going to go into it. And uh, well, maybe it's the and it doesn't matter. Like, let's just make this clear. God clearly revealing to these guys what was going on. And through this star, absolutely making clear the steps that needed to take place for the King to be recognized as King. Okay. God has it in hand and it came to rest over the place where the child was. And, uh, was this a big deal to the wise men? When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. When's the last time you did that? Rejoiced exceedingly with great joy, right? This isn't just a little celebration. This isn't even just a lot of celebration. I picture a handful of wise men doing some kind of wild, funky dance, right? And they're like, oh baby, there it is. Get on the camels. Here we go, man, right? These guys are celebrating. Are you kidding? I wondered how we were going to settle in on where this guy's at. The star moves. That's what's going on. God knows what he's doing. And, and here they go, right? And they follow in and it settles down on and makes clear, even down to the town, where to go. And uh, it says, and going into the house they did a few things. They saw the child with Mary, his mother. They fell down and worshiped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. They did a few things. You see, when we come face to face with Christ, it affects us. When we come face to face with who he is and all that he's doing Something happens in our soul And they saw jesus christ and they knew This is the one And uh, uh, how like was the star somehow so close that it actually was right over the house Did god somehow communicate to them as they went door to door? Were they looking for one who was born in a certain time frame and it doesn't give those details It apparently doesn't matter What matters is God made it clear enough that they knew how to get there. And when they got there and they saw, the first thing they did was fall. See, all too often when we see Christ from afar, the first thing we try to do is reason. The first thing we try to do is evaluate. The first thing we try to do is communicate in some way that keeps me in charge, right? Much like Herod when he sent Where he had no authority, right? And uh, be careful. When you're coming face to face with Jesus Christ, your first job is to fall. Get down, man. This is the God of the universe. And he has things in hand. What's the big deal with Christmas? This is the big deal. God Almighty. He became man. He came in amongst us to fix a problem that we have that we could not resolve. To fix his glory being trampled. And in the midst, gave us hope for all eternity. Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter what else comes next. It doesn't matter what the circumstances. That is your God. Time to be in awe. Time to be in awe. Uh, I just wrote these words down. Be in awe of his perfection. Absolutely perfect. Holy. Be in awe of his perfection. Be in awe of his glorious, selfless love. He gives sacrificially beyond measure. Be in awe of his self-sacrifice. Be stunned By his life-changing presence. The very presence of God in this place changes us. It changes us physically. He changes us spiritually. God does the work. 2 Corinthians 3. Man, we better be in awe of that God. When they came into the presence of Jesus Christ, it was clear. And the first thing they did was fall. It says, they saw, they fell down and they worshiped him. Can you imagine being Mary with your little baby? Notice it's now in a house. So somehow we've moved from the manger scene, right? No real details on that. So did somebody take them in? Is there, we we don't know what's going on, but we do know this. They're now in a house. And so Mary has Jesus in something a little more appropriate than the manger and and they come over and they drop to their knees. These wise men dressed to the nines carrying with them much stuff doesn't say how many the whole idea of three is kind of a made up idea along the way. And there's numbers. We don't know how many it's plural and they are worshiping. They've dropped to a knee before Mary's child and they're literally in awe. Can you imagine the mother? You're like, that's right, that's my kid, right? <laughs> I have no idea what this means and what's going on. This harkens me back to Simeon when he went nuts with Jesus and was holding him up and saying salvation is come and hope for the Gentiles and what is God doing with this little one? And uh, huge hope and uh, still a lot of unclearness, but huge hope as these wise men now worship and they four steps for true worship for you today. Four steps for true worship for you today. Number one, give of your time. Give of your time. Man, it's going to take some time to worship. Okay? And if you're like, you don't really have a lot of that, rearrange your schedule. Must prioritize time with Jesus Christ. Must be giving him parts of my day, massive focus in that, that he gets honored and glorified. It doesn't mean nonstop 100% of my time. He understands that he is calling you out and as you go with him throughout your day, you're also making impact. But you alone with him falling on your knees. Time. Number two, give attention. You ever noticed how you can be in the middle of That time with him Some of you call it devotions Some of you got a sick stomach from hearing the word devotions over the years and you can't even stand to call it that now I don't care what you call it But your time with christ and you literally are sitting there and you're thinking through things and you're reading scripture and you're processing and all of a sudden somehow You are trying to figure out what detergent you're going to buy this afternoon when you go to the store Right. You're like, where is my mind at? right you're trying to figure out what you're going to do with that guy at work when he mouths off cuz he always does every day and like wow where did my attention span go right and uh, give your attention work hard in the midst of spending some of that time with your god to say lord nothing else but you nothing else but you may i be in awe of you give your time give your attention Give yourself. Yeah, we can sit and listen. But when God calls us to big things, are you ready to go? True worship. Wherever, whenever, for whatever, God, I'm in. Give of yourself. Lord, I'm ready. So uh, give of your time, give of your attention, give of yourself, and then last, and give of your possessions. Lord, I understand that you have shared with me And I am nothing but a manager You own it all And I am nothing but a manager And so I share back with you And uh, scripture calls it first fruits, right? And the firsts of what he gives you You're giving back to him That's what we're doing when we take the offering in here And giving a chance to worship As we give of our possessions back to him Man, that is not just some little gimmicky thing So that a church can keep running That is not it That is so missing the mark. It is about your worship. And here's what I love. I love you being on fire for him. I love you giving with all you've got in the midst of that. And I love us being as great as stewards as we can to that to make an impact for the kingdom. Our end result. More disciples. More on fire for Jesus Christ than ever before. That's what we're going after. May God be glorified. As he builds his church in you, as you get fired up, man, I'm just telling you, as you worship him, it is a call to possession sharing as well and a giving of your money. Some of you might be like, I'm not really comfortable with point number four and I don't really like doing that so much. And maybe 2015 is a time for you to be committing to that with your God and saying, Lord, I've been holding it back, pretending like I'm in charge. Time for you to be in charge. And uh, what do you need done? And uh, what do you need accomplished? And Be wise to that, all right? Think through it. Here's the beautiful thing. This church is not in need of money. This isn't a statement like, please help us. It isn't that at all. We're doing great. And God's pouring it on through you guys. And I'm more interested in your worship being on fire. Give passionately from that which God's given to you. May God be glorified, all right? And uh, all of God's people said, powerful worship give of your time give of your attention give of yourself give of your possessions watch these guys now the wise men they gave of their time they traveled a long distance they gave of their attention they were focused on jesus christ they saw him they gave of themselves they bowed before him and gave him charge in their life as they kissed the ring of literally as they worshipped him in the metaphorical, and they said, Lord, you're in charge. And then it says, then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, just what every kid wants, right? And what was the point? Clearly, this was not every little one-year-old wants a little thing of myrrh, right? This is more like, this is what you give the king of the Jews, and uh, we're sharing a little of the wealth of our land with him, And uh, this was representing him as in charge as they gave. And uh, it says, And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Can you imagine how that went down? As they were riding out in the star and it had settled and they're riding towards and they're like, Jesus, you know, this is supposed to be down here and I can't wait. And then somebody's like, did Herod give you the creeps? Right that conversation had to go on at some point. I think he was actually lying to us I don't know if he was really in on this whole worship thing Ah, we'll figure it out later. Right and then they get done worshiping and they're all tired out And so they go to bed that night and the dream hits them do not Step aside from that thought you have You are not to trust that man Right, And they wake up, and it it doesn't say exactly who's having the dream. It doesn't say that all of them did or one of them did, but they were warned in a dream. So somehow a dream came and made it clear, get away from Herod. And in the midst of that dream, um, they stepped aside, protecting Jesus' life, part of the plan. And they went another direction. That left Herod only knowing Bethlehem at large. That's all he knew. That's going to be a major problem, and we're going to see it come up in just a little bit, okay? And uh, so, yes, sometimes God speaks through dreams. Be careful. Uh, Usually, God speaks through his word as he's illuminating and making clear what his word says, all right? And uh, yeah, they heard through a dream, and they did move in that. And uh, I'm just telling you, when we see Christ, when we hear of the clarity of who he is, our proper response is to stop and drop and uh, a little story for you guys. So this last couple of weeks has been an amazing couple of weeks around here. We've had 21 people accept Christ in the last two and a half weeks and uh, 19 of them on one Sunday. And then we had one the next Sunday who came up and had heard about the week before and some of what was being said. And we sat down and talked and she ended up accepting Christ. We had another person accept Christ on a Friday and talking through some things there and just decided to, yeah, I need to commit to him. And uh, here's one of the stories. I got an email that said, uh, the title, the subject was, I need peace. Softball pitch, right? I need peace exclamation point. And then he says, my wife is coming to harvest. I don't go there. Um, but I need help. Will you please sit down with me? And I need peace and I don't understand what I need to be going through. And so we sat down and, uh, couple of times where we couldn't get together there but we ended up sitting down and uh, got together that afternoon on a thursday afternoon and chatted for a little bit and within a handful of minutes um you could just see the guy he was just there was he was tired and distraught and and it was wrecking him to carry the weight and i pulled out the bible and i said can we just walk through You know a gospel message piece here and let me just show you the verses and you tell me what they say You good with that? He's like, yeah So we open it up and we start walking through the verses just like we've talked about around here and we walk through romans 3:23, and you know, none of us are perfect and the airball statements and missing the mark and right We did the whole thing and walk through each piece and are you good with that? Do you accept that? Yeah, i'm good with that and believe we need to believe that he is god That he is risen from the dead Do you believe that jesus christ died and rose again? Yeah, I'm good with that. No, 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 dude. Do you really believe that? Yeah, no, I believe that. All right, fine. And then the last one, C, do you confess him as your Lord? Are you putting him in charge then? He's like, yeah, I'm ready to do that. All right, so here's my faith. No, it can't be that easy. So no, so I go, no, no, let's make sure you understand. So I go back through it again and he's like, no, I'm really ready to do that. Like, it's kind of a bad moment when they're like saying, please move on with it now, right? And uh, I'm like, all right, then here's the deal. Let me just, as we um, go through this moment, if you want to commit to him, look, prayer is not what saves. Scripture doesn't say pray to be saved. It says believe and confess, okay? But prayer is a great way to tell God that that's where you're at and you're in. And so why don't we do that? And I kind of led out and he prayed with along the way and walked through the whole prayer and, and just said, yes, I'm in. And I admit that I'm a sinner and I believe in you. And I believe you rose from the dead and I confess you're in charge of my life. And I need peace and I'm trusting on you, Lord. And amen. And uh, not necessarily a noticeable difference yet. And I said, okay, a couple things. One, can you go home and tell your wife? Will you do that for me? Um. Yeah, I can do that. Can you do that tonight? And uh, sure, I'll do that. Great. And then number two is, hey, we're going to be walking through the same message on Sunday. Would love to have you here. And he said, I'm, I'm not sure. And uh, church has been hurtful, right? There's been some hard stuff in the past. And I said, man, we would love to have you here. Even if harvest doesn't end up your home, I'm great with that. But we would love to have you here on Sunday. And uh, wasn't sure if he would come or not. We'll see. And and uh, that was the day we had 19 people accept Christ. And he came down afterwards. And uh, just beaming and uh, reaches out his hand. He's like, do you remember me? <laughs> I remember, bro. It's been three days. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I love it, man. And uh, I love you guys. I love being one-on-one with you. I love seeing what God does in your life. And I am telling you this beaming face-to-face, smile and ear-to-ear. And I, I ended up sending him an email just saying, hey, would you be okay if I shared a little of this? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, man, God at work in this place. Amen. And uh, it, amen to that. Yep. And I'm telling you, when you meet Jesus Christ, you will fall to your knee and worship him. Meet that God. Be in awe of that God. Nothing masking, clarity to who he is. It'll drop you to your knees. And my prayer for you is to have a clear understanding of your God like that. That is the first remaining. Remaining before him in worshiping. Number two. Remain in God's assigned place and rest. Remain in God's assigned place and rest. Here we go, starting in verse 13. Now when they had departed, behold. And you dropped the ball again. All right. Now when they had departed, Behold. An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. A dream was given that made it clear Herod's intent. We don't know where he's at in Bethlehem. We know the approximate time the star showed up and we know it is Bethlehem. Kill all the children, two and under. That was the plan. And, uh, Herod. Told you he was a wicked guy, right? And, uh, God knowing all of this had it all managed and, uh, dream given. Joseph is told to do four things. Rise, take, flee, and remain. Rise, take the child and his mother. Flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you, remain. See, sometimes we're actually called in our worship in the midst of a struggle and a crisis to take a reprieve a time away and remain with him in the midst of that. You hearing me in the midst of the struggle to get away and you're like, dude, you don't know my struggle. You don't know how hard it is. I'm just telling you death, murdering of children, horrible things coming. And uh, yeah, there was a load on Joseph's back. And a lot going down. And in the midst, he pulled him away to Egypt and asked him to remain there. Yes, remain at God Almighty's feet. Yes, a worship in the midst of that and a trusting in him. Remaining, even in the midst of struggle, remaining with your God. Maybe even as he asks things to go on hold for a season. Remain. And uh, notice it says the intent was to destroy jesus said and he did a few things in response hey when god gives you a very clear dream and uh how do i know if it was a dream from bad pizza or it was a dream from god and uh i'm not a dream expert i don't know i don't know but i'll just tell you this when it's a dream from god uh you're going to remember it you're going to remember the whole of it and uh and it will not contradict scripture so make sure you've got at least a few of those things in place and uh, please be careful on the whole God's directing me through dreams thing. All right, said enough on that. Uh, it said, he did a few things in response. Remember, he was told to rise, take, flee, and remain. So Joseph did these things. He rose, took the child and his mother by night, departed to Egypt, and remained there until the death of Herod. Now, everybody say, that's a good job. Uh, Clear, four-point step, and he did all four points. Nice job, right? And uh, hey, when God gives us four points, don't do three. When God gives us four points, don't do two and a half. When God gives four, do four and do them all right away, right? Let's clearly respond to what he's calling us to do and be. And uh, scripture's pretty clear on what it wants done and what he's calling us to be and do in most cases, follow well, right? And Joseph's doing that. It says, This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet out of Egypt, I call my son. Out of Egypt, I call my son. Hear me now. Two different prophecies in this passage, verses 1 through 18. One of them says from Bethlehem. One of them says from Egypt. There was confusion all over the place as to where the Messiah would come from. Bethlehem, Egypt. Answer, yes. Right? Does God know what he's doing? And uh, be very careful when we start thinking God's confusing, so he must be wrong. Okay? That's a bad, everybody say that's a bad plan. It ain't going to go well. All right? So let's not walk that way. Remaining in Egypt, it says, until the death of Herod. And that would be made clear by God. All right? And uh, some of you are going through some deep struggles. Some real heartache. And Christmas season just makes it times 10,000. And wrestling in the midst. I'm just telling you, God's calling you to remain. He may not remove the struggle, just like the struggle remained here with Herod and and some of the rough stuff that went down. And uh, very tough things, it says, that went on in the next few verses. And uh, the wailing in the city of the loss of young ones. And tough things going on, man. And uh, you may be going through a devastating trial. And uh, remain in Him. Trust Him. Hang on. Your God has it in hand. And all of God's people said, Amen. All right. So let me just give you a little update on where I'm at. And uh, some of our health update. All right. So for, for those of you who have been around for a while, you know uh, I had... Uh, been diagnosed with a tumor two years ago and we ended up going in we'll call it brain surgery for lack of a better description they had to go in through the face and back through the uh i just won't go into the details it's nasty and get back and go up into the skull underneath and pull out this tumor and uh so we did that two years ago and i was off for three and a half weeks and and uh, god did a great recovery we've had hormones come roaring back in and it's been hormones are a good thing man They they might be underrated. I'm telling you, when you don't have them, you really miss them. And uh, it's been good to really have the body come back and get back in place and feeling good with so much of life and things. And um, uh, so we've been doing some MRIs to keep track on things. And I told you an update over the last summer that uh, they noticed that it was growing again and we would have to do a surgery. And so we've been in a wait mode, a remain mode. And uh, we just did an MRI this last week. And uh, it is showing continued growth. And uh, their recommendation is going sooner than later. That's where we're at. So right now we're talking about a January surgery. Okay? So that's where we're going with things. Um, Back to the same drawing board of surgery. Yes, the same thing through the front, through the sinus walls up, and and, uh, three-week recovery and all that. We will be doing it local this time. And uh, last time we did it with Mayo because of all the complications with hormones. But this time things are looking pretty balanced there. So we're going to be doing it locally and. Uh, Pretty excited about being able to do that and not do a six-hour drive home after brain surgery. That was a horrible drive, (laughs) I'm just saying. And uh, so that's where we're at, okay? We're in the middle of some things going on with health. Be praying for staff. Be praying for wisdom with us. Here's what I love. God has given us an awesome staff, and we have a ton of strength, and we've got some great structure in place. We're ready to be able to handle some things. God's really set it up, and uh, so we're in a good spot. So we're going to be figuring out dates. We're going to be taking steps out with that. Not sure what it's going to be. We'll be ironing that out over the next couple weeks. All right. So that's where we are with this. Remain. Here's the deal. Yes, you might be in the middle of a struggle. Come join the club. Yes, God has his hand on it. Yes, we will trust him through it. Yes, God has you in hand. He loves you. He is with you. And he is walking through this time with you. Hear him in his direction. As he's calling out very specific small steps to remain in him. What does it look like for you to worship him in the midst of the struggle? That's your battle cry. As we close out this year and as we step into the new year... I'm already seeing a bunch of you taking deep breaths. I just, <laughs> I just saw a good dozen of you go, okay. All right, so here we go. There is a ton of load being carried in this room. We will worship him. And all of God's people said, Amen. we will remain with him. My God has it in hand. That's where we go for true, simple Christmas and an unbelievable worship of our God. So I have one question for you. Are you in? Are you in? Really think about it. Get your answer. Ready? Now I'm asking for real with an answer. Are you in? May God be glorified. Let's pray.